Welcome, everyone. This is second part of the Creative Communities First podcast series. Creative Communities First is Erasmus Plus funded digital education project. My name is Riina Hämäläinen. I work in Southeastern Finland University of Applied Science, or as we call it, SAMC, and here at Creative Industries Research Unit. Uh, XAMC is Institute of Higher Education focusing on well-being, technology and creative industries. In this podcast, we talk about gamification and inclusion. Our guest is my excellent colleague, RDI specialist Miikka Lesonen from XAMC. Welcome, Miikka. Thank you. You have worked as a game, game designer and graphic designer on game development projects. And you have also trained young people in the basics of game development. And I know that your work has included uh, experimentation of gaming and digital methods. So overall, you have a lot of experience and knowledge of gamification. And I'm really excited to have you as our guest. Uh, I truly think that we can learn a lot from you today. At first, uh, could you briefly describe to our listeners what gamification actually means? Yeah, um, well, gamification is a pretty broad term. Uh, I would say that it can be interpreted in many ways, but the uh, basic description is that gamification is uh, adding game design principles to services or activities to boost motivation. Uh, improve user engagement and perhaps making something more interesting or e- easy to approach. While gamification is defined, uh, I still think that it's up to one's own interpretation how to apply gamification to a desired activity. Uh, game design principles has a lot to offer game mechanic-wise and of course uh, even true storification differs from gamification. I would say that stories are still part of game design principles. But uh, at its core, gamification is mostly about gameplay and mechanics. So gamification is usually, for example, adding a point progress system to a service, such as customer loyalty systems, where you can earn points when you make transactions and like occasionally get freebies or other discount tickets as reward for being a customer for a certain company. Mm, This all sounds very interesting because um, it's easy to think that gamification relates only or mostly to games. Uh, but you revealed that gamification as a method can also be found in surprising places. Excellent. Mm, I think that uh, next we could discuss about connection between gamification and inclusion. Uh, what do you think, uh, what kind of opportunities uh, gamification offers to promote in inclusion? Uh, perhaps you could also give some examples. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, gamification is truly excellent method to promote inclusion. Uh, games can be designed in such a way that it appeals to a large audience. This means that during the game design process, uh, you have to think of the player base. Uh, 
So let's dive into the matter. So a player could tweak difficulty in their game experience. For example, people with limited skills or maybe some kind of like physical limitations, they could adjust the game's difficulty level easy or fair so they can enjoy the experience so that the game is not uh, too hard. Uh, on the other hand, some people get bored by a game that doesn't challenge them, uh, like more advanced people. So for them, uh, it's like um, they pick the hard road and adjust the difficulty accordingly. Uh, some games even have uh, some, I, I'm not sure what's that system called, but it's uh, some kind of a special system that tracks the player's progress and, uh, and the overall success and adjusts the difficulty on the get-go. Uh, I think that this method tries to make it so that everyone is relatively happy with their experience with the game. Although some people could think that this is unfair, for example, in situations that this is not directly told in any point of the game. Like usually game tells you like uh, that uh, the difficulty is scaling and it's based on your overall success. But some games like to like uh, they have this feature, but they never bother to tell anyone about it. So, yeah. Um, so the variety of difficulties and the level of challenge uh, are one way to improve inclusion through gamification. Uh, let's put games aside, like this could be applied to an activity like, uh, let's say, for example, for a workshop, so that people who are undergoing through a series of workshop, they can choose a path that they follow. This may be something like uh, you can choose which exercise you do from easy to more advanced and alter between different approaches, take a picture, make a short video, write a short essay or draw a painting or a picture. This is a cue to another aspect of inclusion, which leads us to, like uh, I previously mentioned, the different approaches. Uh, especially when learning, in my opinion, the key to learning is motivation. You could try to use any kind of method and fail if the person who is taking part of the learning process and simply refuses to learn due to the lack of motivation. So the most important part is motivation and that can be tried to be achieved through different approaches. Uh, there are countless theories that people learn in different ways. Uh, and le uh, let's see if I remember all of them, but like uh, kinesthetic learners will learn the best while they're um, while they're on with the subject. And there's uh, people like uh, who read or write uh, and they easily find the knowledge through books or writing. Uh, visual or spatial learners use visualization to learn things uh, through like uh, pictures like making diagrams or charts or uh, things like that. The list goes on and on. Like uh, there's logical learners, natural learners, musical learners. There's so many types of learning uh, and they're being researched. Uh, and I think it's great that there are so many ways to learn and what we can use gamification to like uh, to improve like workshops and take uh, note that there are different types of people and uh, the, the way to learn is not just one way. So if we are to design a workshop where people are learning or acquiring information of any sort, uh, I would say why not to add a mix of music to a workshop, maybe watching a document, or how about like a painting, a huge collaboration painting. People learn in surprising ways and if you can make people excited about a topic, I'm sure that people leave the workshop full of ideas and new knowledge. 
Uh, like games, gamification could add an element of surprise to activity. Uh, those things came to my mind when thinking of inclusion in general, although I'm sure there's a lot more that gamification can bring to the table, of course. Brilliant. Uh, so we could say that gamification offers almost limitless possibilities, uh, but the most important thing is everyone's own motivation and how it can be increased. And like you said, gamification can inspire you in wonderful and surprising ways. And I could believe that uh, as a method is suitable for many different target groups. Yeah. Uh, by the by, I think this would be a good time to mention a game project at uh, Just Game Moment, like uh, that I worked on a couple of years actually. Uh, it's a game about learning work life skills through a role playing adventure game named Hamina 1810. Uh, our target group for the game, which are unemployed young people without education, are potentially having trouble with learning altogether. Uh, that's why during the game design process we had to make sure that the game is simple and more story-based. Of course, we assume that uh, one can read text, of course. But the game is designed in such a way that it can be played uh, with, together with a mentor and that they can reflect the experiences and relations uh, to real-life situations. We gathered some survey data and overall the reception was positive and hopefully mentors who are working with young people who are struggling with their life or careers can get that motivation or boost that can affect their quality of life. Even though Hamina 1810 is a video game, gamification methods were an important part of the game's development arc. Wonderful. Uh, thanks for sharing your own, own experiences. Um, it was great to hear a real-life example how gamification can support inclusion. What would you say, uh, based on your own experiences, when one is designing games for learning, what are the key aspects to pay attention? I might repeat some things that I said earlier, but nevertheless, uh, I would underline player motivation. Games for learning, shorter terms for those, are educational games or uh, even shorter edu games. Um, I would refer to them as edu games in this uh, situation. Uh, like in edu games, one must take a note that uh, this game is not uh, is not just all about learning a certain subject. For example, math. Uh, it might be the end goal <clears throat> for a player to learn mathematics through game, but the journey is a whole different story. Is the gameplay captivating and you learn math through stealth learning, for example? Or is it a basic approach to mathematical problems that uses a story as a device for motivation? Story is usually not enough and might require something fun or exciting to do. Uh, let's say, for example, it could be more interesting to solve mathematical problems to aid Sherlock Holmes in his search for clues, instead of just trying to figure out how many apples fit the basket. Or maybe you need to understand basic geometry to build a blueprint of your in-game house that you can de decorate. Uh, the approaches are limitless. Uh, so, uh, the key aspects would be, uh, in my opinion, one, Find an interesting theme that supports the subject that is being learned. Step two, the and this step is crucial. Game first, learning second. As the game is method of trying to teach the subject, game must be well designed. 
And then step, uh, step three, uh, know your audience. Uh, is this game for kids, teens or more mature audience? Uh, don't underestimate kids. Uh, and of course, don't, un don't overestimate grown adults. Uh, everyone can have a share of playfulness in their lives. But uh, of course, we have to take note that we all mature at different paces. Uh, and four, uh, take a note that there will always be people that won't like games as approach to anything. In fact, there are also people that repulse basically about anything that is thrown their way. And uh, just how we humans are, uh, we can't really help that in some situations. And uh, five, like uh, the last thing that comes to my mind, is that uh, I would say that don't try to make the game blindly for uh, everyone. I think I've read somewhere that some author, I don't uh, remember who was it, but uh, anyway, uh, he said that uh, if you try to please everyone, no one is going to like the product. And I made a, uh, one analogy about this, like uh, think of it just this way. <clears throat> you try to serve people drinks that in, everyone enjoys them equally. You think uh, all of the options, should it be on the rocks, should it be bitter or sour, hot or cold. Then you end up with serving people with, uh, you know, just glasses of water. Just plain tap water. Now would everyone be happy? I'm sure everyone drinks water, but uh, surely they're baffled about the drink. Uh, this is just water. So let that sink in, no, no pun intended. Uh, so for designing games, don't be afraid if someone doesn't like the theme. New topics can spark motivation to people anyway, so it's worth a shot, I say. Excellent. Uh, so uh, to summarize, if you want to create, create good educational game, the key aspects are suitable theme, focus on making great game first, learning will follow, and of course, know your audience. Um, and I guess sometimes you also need a little bit courage to think outside of the box. Yeah. And by the way, I have to say, I loved your example or Sherlock Holmes. It shows how gamification can be really useful in the learning process, and it can also make learning fun, which is always a good thing. One can learn new things without even recognizing it. Um, at the end, I would like to know uh, what are the top gamification trends today, in your opinion? Uh, I'm not sure that uh, is it a gamification trend, but I would say that it is uh, the applications or methods to involve user in some way or another. Uh, for example, during live streams or presentations, people's opinion is asked, like uh, by using Mentimeter. People feel that they can interact directly during the event, something that captivates the attention of participants. Uh, it feels nice to see your own opinion reflected on the big screen, uh, for some people at least. Of course, uh, basic gamification things like uh, progress bars, badges and other loyalty programs are popular uh, and have been popular a lot. Uh, McDonald's has an application that gives customers good deals and occasionally let them play minigames within their app to promote event while also giving even better coupons or freebies. Actually, uh, I got a subscription to a PlayStation service which let me play all kinds of games for free, 
which was nice and of course uh, improved my view of that company as a customer. So I think those are my thoughts of this question. So to put it together, um, gamification, it's more broader concept than we think. Excellent. Thank you, Mika. It was really, really great to have you as our guest today and hear about your own experiences and thoughts. And I actually truly believe that this will inspire our listeners to learn more about gamification and inclusion and how they could um, apply gamification in their own work. And as we learned from you today, you don't always have to develop a game Sometimes just a small and carefully considered game elements are enough. Yeah. So thank you very much. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us. And bye. Bye-bye.